All right, we're on. Let's do it, man. You don't here anymore. Oh, you do the hands too? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you are full, full Guido. Hands. Uh, what's up, guys? This is the Verzi Effect episode 441. And this is my first Zoom uh, quarantine podcast. You guys are going to get the audio, of course, but I will set this up on all social media platforms. My guest is none other than uh, one of my favorites. Uh, you can hear the music in the background. Uh, the very funny and talented Mr. Brett Ernst, who, by the way, I saw your special. I saw, uh-huh. your, I saw that your specials got 1.5 million views independently, which is as strong as could be. So congratulations on that. Thanks, Cos. And you know what else? What's that? Yeah. By the way, this podcast really quick. This yeah. is going to be, uh, hold on. This will be sponsored by the new Aqua DiGio. Have you tried this shit yet, Paul, or no? No, is it good? It's fucking unbelievable, man. It's, it's called Absolute. How you doing? But this shit is phenomenal, bro. This is like one of the best scents I've ever owned. This and Gucci Guilty. How you doing? So what's up, man? How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? So uh, how are you living through this... Um you know, through this madness, through this craziness, uh, quarantine and, and everything going on. Are you staying inside or you're not one of these yeah. guys? Yeah, you're good. I got to tell you something, dude. Park Slope, Brooklyn yesterday had people playing Frisbee, riding bikes. They had gatherings outside. And I'm not even trying to be funny here. I was saying there should they should be beating some of these countries. They're actually beating people with bats and sticks in the, in the streets. And, yeah, and these people. People are fucking stupid, man, because it's just it's just indicative of the times, man. You know, it's like these motherfuckers think it's, it's about them. It's like, dude, you may yeah. be fine, but you yeah. can kill somebody. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and it's, it's just a selfish, oh, the government's not going to tell me what to do. It's like people are dying, dude. They're stacking bodies in trucks right now in Queens. It's, I know, fucking, man. it's bad, dude. And... You know, I was, I'll be honest, I was one of these morons going, yeah, there's so many people, it's just a flu, it's this and that. And I was like, no, it's not, man. This one is real. Listen, let's be honest. I think everybody was like that in the beginning. I, I, I literally, to be, between me and you, I think I had this shit in January, man. Because yeah. when, when I went to shoot my new special in, in Vegas, um, I had a hundred degree temperature, out of breath, vo- my throat hurt. Yep. You know, I mean, I soldiered through it. But I was, yeah. everybody was like, dude, and, and I don't really get sick. If I do, it's maybe one or two days. This shit lasted yeah. for two weeks. But being yeah. the fucking idiot that I am, uh, I finally went to the doctor in two weeks. And, then, and they tested if it was viral or bacterial, came back viral. Yeah. And they just hit me with a Z-pack. And they were like, go ahead, go about your day. And it kind of banged it out, but it didn't fully. And then yeah. I just recovered from it. So I'm, I'm thinking I might have had it. I don't know. Yeah. My, wife, uh, my wife and I have it. Or had I told you that right? No. So we couldn't we couldn't get officially tested because we didn't reach the criteria. But then um, I lost my sense of smell and taste completely, with no stuffy nose or anything. And then um, I was feeling like shit. I was you know laid out in bed, low grade fever, but I couldn't smell anything. And Rudy Gobert on the Utah Jazz, he was the one to come out um, first, and he came out on Twitter and he said um, he goes. 
yeah, guys, anybody experiencing no sense of smell? And dude, you would have left, I'm spraying Febreze in my face, candles, nothing at all, right? So um, then six days later, my wife lost her sense of smell, taste, lost all energy, laid in bed. We talked to the doctor and they said that fortunately, if we do have it, which the, there's definitely 30% of people in Europe who lost their sense of smell and everything. They said it's a very mild form. And a lot of people who lost a sense of smell and taste were 40 years and younger. And uh, it was a mild form. Um, never have we ever lost a sense of smell or taste. Some bacteria, I mean, some viruses do it. We've never had it. And we don't think it's a coincidence. So I'm on day 15 right now. My wife is like five days behind me, both feeling good, no fever for days. Um, my sense of smell came back after nine days. My wife's came back after seven and, uh, we're okay, but we're dude, pretty sure. Scary, yeah. Dude, we were opening bottles of whiskey that are potent, nothing candles, nothing. Dude, it was like the twilight zone, not being everything you tasted tastes like water. I would eat pasta. No taste. It was fucking wild. That's, uh, that's like a, 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 that's a curse for an Italian. Uh, I, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got to figure out why is your button? Does your do you does you have a little red dot blinking or no? Yeah, it says it says record up top. And it's and it, with a red dot, right? Yeah. All right, good. All right. So it's, yeah, but it's not blinking. It's got a red dot though. Yeah, it's red. Yeah, yeah. No, I think don't it's about, Don't worry about what color my dots are. Worry about okay. yourself. Hold on, I got a producer calling me. Let me make sure we're doing it right. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Mikey, what's up? I'm on with Brett right now. Yeah, here's the deal. He's He looks like good, like a big box in the middle, and then mine's a small box on top of his, and then mine says recording host with the red dot blinking. Is that a right setup or what? Yes. Yeah. It says gallery view. Oh, there we go. Up on top of each other, we are. Perfect. All right, we're we're both recording now. All right, man, we're we're doing this now. I just wanted to let you know uh, what you said was worked, and um, this just goes to show how we don't know what we're doing. You have to edit this out <laughs> or keep it in. No, no, I'm not editing it out. I'm keeping it. Two fucking Italians trying to do technology. Two Two half guineas. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. Well, you're German and Italian. That's why you actually are. That's why you actually were an athlete and taller, probably. Right? Yes, absolutely. It's why I saw. I, I uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I got. It's on 6'2". Yeah, if it was, you know, Brett Antonellucci, you'd be fucking <laughs> five seven, slot back until ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Bloated face. <laughs> fucking stubby, fucking guinea legs, a size thirty eight waist. So what, um, what are you doing, man, to pass time down there? And like, are you like writing? Are you going nuts? Cause I got to tell you, I'm not going nuts anymore. I just accepted it. Well, I, I, uh, I've been working out. Like I'm at my mother's in, in, uh, in, uh, Fort Lauderdale in uh, Florida, okay. South Florida. And, um, I've been working out outside. She's got like this little, uh, screened in thing on her condo. Yeah. It's like a hot box. You know, yeah. so it's like I've been in there just doing push-ups, sit-ups. I ordered this fucking thing. Have you seen the 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 bungee cord thing? That you, <laughs> I, I you got it. Yeah, it's been ten days. I paid VIP shit. It hasn't even come yet. I'm fucking oh, gonna kill everybody. But and then I'm jumping rope. 
And then um, I, I'll come in and I taught my, I've been teaching myself all the editing stuff. So I'm redoing, I'm re-uploading all my clips on my YouTube page, except for the special. I mean, I don't want to touch that, but I got an animated front. I got uh, all kinds of things I'm doing, you know, just trying to make, just trying to be productive. Yeah. You know? well, and then you know, uh, doing some writing. Yeah, you know, it's funny is like the weakest part of everything that I've always done has been like, everybody tells me I suck on social media. I suck with all kinds of, you know, you know, live shit. I'm just not like me. I just want a microphone and I want to tell jokes. But in this world, you can't. And I'm using, yeah. I'm using this time to, to build up or I'm about to launch a, a YouTube channel with, you know, all kinds of stuff and, and like doing this Zoom thing. And this is kind of the new world we live in, man. And it's kind of nuts, but it's also good that we could adapt to it. But uh, I was just talking to Giannis, hilarious Giannis Papas. I was talking to him and he's, I was telling him that there's a doctor right now. Because everybody's saying the vaccine's coming in a year, a year. There's a doctor right now. It was on the Good, Good Morning Show. He's a doctor from the documentary Pandemic on Netflix. And they have something right now that's breaking through where they took the cure or the vaccine for SARS. And they modified this fucking, this is how nuts it is. Thank God this is, bro, if we weren't in 2020, this thing would knock us all out. We would be, we would be gone if this was. Well, do you think, let me ask you a question though. Well, go ahead, finish what you're going to say because I got a question on that. So, so this doctor, he found the vaccine, he used the vaccine for SARS and he modified it to attack COVID and he's saying it's working. So now the military needs to see it and approve it and the government needs to, and they're saying they could get it to the masses um in september which would be fantastic well i mean look we we need to get the economy up and running though soon or uh you know it's gonna be worse than the fucking than the disease itself right you know what i mean because the the whole thing's gonna collapse now the way i've been seeing it you know there's a lot of misinformation going around the internet and and I tend to use PolitiFact and factcheck.org, but you know me, man. I really delve into this stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing how you try and spread the truth, how people take it personally. Like, first off, uh, you know, Trump never enacted a, a travel ban. He just enacted travel restrictions. That's number one. Number two, he never denied the, the WHO testing right? It, 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 there's so much misinformation going on. Now, the, re, the reality of the whole thing is everybody's looking to point fingers. Like, even if you remember, Cuomo was telling people to go about their business. Um, even uh, de Blasio and Pelosi was in uh, Chinatown. And Trump downplayed, everybody downplayed this fucking thing because China lied. China covered it up. The, even the World Health Organization originally said that there, that you can't contract it certain ways. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, China needs to be held accountable for this because it's put the whole world in fucking jeopardy. And uh, they, it, it's just, um, it's amazing, though, how, politi how political it's got. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And that's what's annoying. It's like the fact that this is being it turned into a political thing, it's like, this is just a really fucking horrible situation that came to our country. And I was actually, and I'm not trying to be into conspiracy theories because I try to be open-minded about it, but there is a doctor who believes, or at least made the question. He said, this is what the doctor said. He said, and I'll send you the clip. He said, I'm not trying to be one on conspiracy theories and I'm not trying to put something out there. He said, but he does find it funny 
that this disease takes so long before, it's so contagious before symptoms, it attacks only the old and the people with diseases and kind of almost, he was saying the weaker. Um, so he was basically has this thing of like, if you were gonna do population control, this virus is modified for young people to walk through it 98, 99% of the time. People that are older and sickly or with underlining things, it's killing the majority of people it's killing is the percentages in the 90 percentile of people over 79 years old. Um, it, 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 we got warned about it late. So I'm just, this again, I'm not trying to make, the, my podcast isn't a conspiracy theory podcast and this doctor seemed to not. But it I mean, listen, a dude, while. of course, of course you're, you're going to throw it out. I mean, everybody's been thinking about this shit. I mean, originally uh, pe people thought it was fucking, you know, a hoax. And, and by the way, that's the other thing. Trump, Trump never really called it a hoax. He was calling what the Democrats were doing a hoax. Like, and again, you know what's crazy too is you can't just fucking have an objective thought right. without people jumping down your fucking throat. Yeah. Like I, I, I posted something, a PolitiFact. It's PolitiFact. It's fucking non-biased. <laughs> okay and was accused of first of all just saying oh you're just a fucking trump supporter no i'm not first of all i don't support any candidates i don't even vote right it's just information man right so you guys are okay to keep spreading this fucking information and it goes the other way trump keeps saying he banned he never banned anybody he just put restrictions on you know and people were still coming in and out even the, 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 what's her name from New York City, the, the head of the health was telling people, go outside. It's go about your business. Wait a minute. You mean the ban? So it's not a ban. It was a, so those people, you could still go to, people from China could still come in? Well, yeah, there were still people coming in and out, but they were just getting screened. And if they were from Wuhan, they, they, there was just a screening process, but people were still slipping through the cracks because right. China lied. It's just that simple. China and lied. Now, they did lie. Yeah. They covered everything up. They're still fucking lying. Yeah, they're lying about, like, the body counts, right? The, the death toll. Yeah, they, they, they act like they, they beat it, but there's videos going around of, like, the Chinese. Like, there are people that are in China right now that aren't Chinese, obviously, that aren't Chinese citizens. They're, they're foreigners. Yeah. And uh, they're not even allowing them with money to buy masks. They're only allowing people from – only Chinese people can buy masks to protect themselves. It's fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. You got and, a mask? You know, did, did, did you get a mask? No. 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 Are you going now? Are you, you're with, you're down there. You're with your mother? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with my mom right now. I've been going shopping for her, all that shit. So you, so you're the one that you go to the supermarket. Yeah. And when you go to the supermarket, are you like, cause I went the other day. I wear gloves. I don't wear a mask. Okay. Yeah. I went the other day cause we just had to, you know, once I was pretty much all my symptoms were gone for days. Doctor said no fever for a certain amount of days. And my wife was a few days behind me. So I have to go and get the food. And I went and I did a big thing, but I was, I'm not going to lie. When I was in the supermarket, I was fucking dodging people, man. I was a little bit worried. Well, so am I, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, well, you're, you're a little bit more of a, uh, yeah. yeah. You're a little, a little bit more, more of a hypochondriac and worried. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the type of guy where I could break my leg and I'm fine. My, my wife used to say, it, that's what it would say on my tombstone. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You're the type of guy that you, you are, you're that guy that like your pride is so, you don't take help. No, I don't. I, I can, I'm okay with being uncomfortable. 
Like, I, I don't know when I'm hurt. I, I, I mean, even playing sports through college, and I, I could – I just don't know if I'm hurt. Or I That's can't be – I don't – Like, you get your leg blown off in World War II and the guys can't <laughs> drink. You're like, get the fuck off me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He's got your leg in his hand. You're not like, good. Like Brent. in uh, Monty Python. It's tis just a flesh wound. <laughs> no, I, um, I've always been that way. Like even on the uh, – I don't know when I'm uncomfortable, if, that's, yeah. if that makes sense. Because, you know, I shared a room with two brothers my whole life. Uh, I remember we were doing the Vince Vaughn, the Wild West tour. We were all on one bus. And yeah. I'm sleeping anywhere. I could sleep anywhere. <laughs> Sebastian has always had his own room. Caparulo had his own room. Ahmed had his own room. Vince was in the back anyways, but I, I could sleep on the cot, on the chair. You know, I'm just, I'm okay with everything. So it was, Vince, it was Vince in the back and then you guys had the bunks. Yeah, well, he owned the bus. So yeah, he had the, he had the captain's uh, chambers. Back and who there. drove it? Some guy. He was great. Yeah, did you hang out with him? Of course. Yeah. But um, what I was saying, though, is that, like, you know, that's just – I'm just that way. The only thing I, I'm not good with, this is going to sound crazy. Like, I could be inconvenienced. It doesn't bother me. I have a, I have a high tolerance for, for people sometimes, you know. If I get skeeved out, though, like, you know, if, if there's dishes in your sink. Like, I never like sleeping over people's houses unless yeah. we were going to sneak out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, we weren't really yeah. sleeping over each other's houses, but yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I'm like, I can't be in, if, if your house isn't like clean, I can't, I can't do it. That's the OCD. You know what? I had that too. When I stay at somebody's house and it's, and like they cook dinner, but you see the kitchen's dirty. It's yeah. a little, it's hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I can't fuck it's it. Like like, I can walk in the house. You can smell if they're clean. Like, you know, I mean, if the house is clean, I'm all day. Like, you could eat off Sebastian's floors at his house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I could sleep there any day of the week. But then you walk in some of those comics homes where it's like, yeah, dude, you're, you're a fucking grown man. Yeah, yeah. You, you see the, the bong and the, and the, and, and then, you know, they're friendly. Like, hey, you want, you want some water? No, dude, I, I ain't touching anything in your fucking house. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not sitting on your fucking couch that's got stains on it, you animal. Yeah, no, there's like cheese doodle bags on the fucking. Yeah. No, no. Listen, let's be honest. Some comedians live, some comedians in their 40s live like they're 21 year old kids. It's, it's, you know, it's. Listen, yeah. I'm not. Listen, God bless them, but I got a house, a family up in the country. You know, what I mean, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I, when I was a kid, like my mom was, you know obsessed with being clean i mean even now like she's been doing the laundry every day it's actually great we we, we compliment each other right i go shopping for her i buy everything uh, i guidoed hard i bought her a piano that's right? hilarious because she's like I, I miss playing the piano so we went and we bought a piano. <laughs> like uh, we found it it's nice nice little piano nice but so she could put no here you go my is your piano god bless god bless you know? don't worry about it don't worry about it. Just play. It's just where well, you're happy. I'm happy. Listen, I'll buy everybody on the block a fucking piano. I'll buy everybody a fucking piano. No, so, um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I'll pull my fucking every day. I give a fuck. I'll pull my chain out. How you doing? I got another chain. I'll put 10 chains on. No, so, uh, so. I'll bury you. I'll bury myself in chains. <laughs> That's Luca. <laughs> Luca Polanca. Um, no, we, uh, what was I saying? I forgot the fuck I was saying. Now, who cares? About the pianos? I forgot what I was fucking saying now. No, it was beyond that. I was, I was just... Oh, talking about ski, uh, getting ski vats. 
Yeah. So like when I was a kid growing up, I, the vacuum lines had to be in the living room, you know, like. Oh, like, you, like the outfield of a baseball field. Yeah. Like you yeah. couldn't walk in that motherfucker. If there was a footprint, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You got to dip your feet in holy water before you go in that room. <laughs> yeah. Like I grew up, everything was spotless, man. It's like my wife's family too, man. They, they were like that. My, my, my mother-in-law just immaculate, immaculate. So anyways, that, that's the point. But, but being at, I, whatever, we spent too much time on, on this. I'm, I'm, well, me and you could talk on one topic. To, I think it was like five hours just trying oh. to get out a full, full point and story. Uh, we, we could talk about why a left-handed pitcher is worse than a right-handed pitcher for no reason for three hours. Um, I got it on good authority, by the way. Uh, a friend of mine that is playing for a uh, – <laughs> for, for real – he, 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 he works for an NFL organization. Yeah. And uh, whether he's a player or a coach, I'm not going to divulge that information, but I did find out that on good, good, good authority that they might not even – if they have a season, there's going to be no fans in the fucking stadium. They're just going to be playing on the field. Wow. And they're going to film it, I guess. Wow. I love how Italians always preface things by – Listen, I got, listen, don't quote me on it, but I got good authority. I'm good authority. <laughs> listen, strong word out there. I don't know the guy. Maybe I do. Dude, I swear on everything. I'm going to post it on Instagram. I, I have a guy that I went and bought toilet paper and paper towels from uh, that in is, the parking lot. That is so fucking, I got good authority. This is a real one too. On good authority. Oh, wait, wait, whoa. My shit wasn't real? Like, I no, just no, yours, yours, was, yours was great. All right. So now but you're going to say your authority is more authoritized than my authority? I got good word from good people I know. Tom Brady might be leaving New England. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, I just stepped all over your joke. He might, he might go down south. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> hey, listen, not for nothing, man. That will, if he can take the Bucs to the playoffs, all right, even, even to the playoffs, even though they have a great team and – if he can do that, it'll solidify him as uh, as one of the greatest of all time. I, I w he can make the argument now for against Montana in my book. I think that I think that the Bucks will go to the playoffs because well, it depends. Is the offensive coordinator familiar? Are they going to run the same offensive scheme as as Belichick? Listen, Bruce Arians, that guy's a monster with quarterbacks, and also when's the last time? The last time Brady had somebody like a Mike Evans. Or, or that other kid over on the other side, he hasn't had that, man. He's had slot receivers for a long time. He's got deep threats now. If they okay. Can, I, here's what I say. If they protect him, which I think that that's part of why he went there, and I also think Bruce Arians being the quarterback guy that he is is why he went there, and the wide receivers. If they protect him, the defense was decent enough to where that team could go to the playoffs, man. I really think that that team could go to the playoffs because, look, who who's in their division? The Falcons? They're digressing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I don't know, man. I agree with you, though. If Brady took them to, like, a, a either a wild card or a first round. See, well, let's be honest. The knock on, and the knock on Brady, and, and I know to everybody that's not a, a, a Patriot fan, you know, you can look at Brady's accomplishments objectively. And, and, and first of all, the fact that he's been playing this long yeah. in a league where, you know, it's a different – he couldn't have done this in the 90s, putting it to you like that. 
He couldn't have done it in Joe Montana's era. Now, I'm a Montana guy over Brady, and I always preface it, and we've had this debate before, a conversation. I forget where you stand on this. Um, I'm not a Montana fan as far as – I think he's one of the best, I've, best all players I've ever seen play. Yeah. But I can't stand him. I'm a Cowboy fan. He ruined my whole fucking childhood, worse than my father did. <laughs> Brady, on the other hand, is – is one of my favorite stories. And like, I love that guy. I do. I love him a lot, man. It's not like I'm hating on him. I do. I, I like his story. I like everything about him. Yeah. His competitive edge. I love it. I put Brady above Montana and I did for a while because I just feel like as much as people say system quarterback and as much as people talk about how um, he had Bell. Oh, wait, 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 before you go, I'm going to let you make your argument and then I'll, I'll counter it or, Give okay. you my reasons why Montana. Just give me the reasons why you feel Brady. You there? Yeah. What just happened? Uh, did I blank off? Yeah, for a second. Yeah, somebody tried to call me. Oh, okay. Um, um, uh, g- give me your reasons why um, you feel that Brady is better than Montana, other than six Super Bowls. Other than the six Super Bowls and the nine appearances that he made there, the reason why is because um, – because Bill Burr's your best, your, your, your best friend. I get it. No, no Bill, Bill has an argument where Bill has told me for years and years it was Montana. I told you that story. There's a hilarious story that, um, that I'll tell you real quick. Why not? I walked into, I was performing at State College, and it was right when Joe Paterno. What, yeah, got into that trouble. What happened there? And they were like, listen. I mean, I was like literally almost performing on the campus, like right off at the comedy club. And they're going, no paternal jokes, nothing like that. I go to my hotel room, and it's a 1991 hotel room. And I'm going, what the fuck? The carpet and everything. And I'm on the phone with the, the guy, guy behind the counter had a fucking fade. Go ahead. I'm on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on the phone with Bert, and as we're talking, I go, what the fuck is this? And I drop my bags, and he goes, what? And I go, dude, I'm doing this fucking weekend here in State College. I go, the room sucks. I go, it's like 1987 in here, dude. I don't want to stay here for the weekend. And across the street, they had like a Hampton Inn and all this stuff. And Bill goes, fuck it. You know what? You earned it. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. Just go get yourself a hotel. I'm like, yeah, I'm not staying here. And then right when I decided that I was going to just take my shit and go across the street, we got into a Montana Brady argument. For three hours, I sat on this shitty bed fighting with Bill, and it got so late that I said, fuck it, I got to stay. But he, <laughs> he, was, he was arguing for Montana. Um, that was when Brady had th- four, I think. But here, here's – now I think Bill may go different. I don't know. But here's why I think Brady, okay? I think that he has I, – I think he's done a lot less talent other than the, other than the Moss years. You know, he's had David Patton. I know Troy Brown is good, but he's had Wes Welker. He's had um, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. These are good These are good receivers, but these are receivers that get put in there. If you remember, Julian Edelman got put into that Wes Welker thing, and he, you know, just the amount of plays he went to him and fitting in the system. But another reason why, Brett, is Brady never made the mistake he never made the mistake in the big moment in the big game. What are you talking about? He never he, made. He threw three interceptions against Seattle. I, no, listen, but he yes he did against Atlanta. Against Atlanta, he threw a pick six. And and by the way, that Edelman catch, if you watch it, 
yeah. was off the hands of a fucking defensive back. Which, oh, yeah, the one that Edelman, the, the miracle catch that he caught. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to mention, you know, they had three fucking bullshit pass interference calls. The only one that was legit was the last one they had. Dude, listen, keep going because I'll tell you why. Look who's calling. Right is it Bill? <laughs> Pick it up. Tell, uh, tell him we're talking. Say, it, it, ask him real quick. No, don't. It, it, it'll, it'll take two hours. No, it went away. And if we start that, for who knows where we're I know. We're gonna, it'll be here forever. But listen. Okay, you know what? You're right. He didn't have a great game against Seattle. And the Seattle game was bad. But I'm talking about this guy in AFC championship games. This guy. Now, listen. And I hate to knock Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning is, you know. But Peyton Manning threw a pick six to lose a Super Bowl. And listen. Right. You call the pick six that you can call the pick six that Brady did against the Falcons, but you know what else he did? He fucking came back. He got those two two point conversions, and he came back and won the game. So he did. Make right, but but you understand? You understand something here that 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 in that type of offense that the Patriots run, and yes, it is a system. Now to 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 go why Montana? First of all, again, Brady would not be doing this in the nineties. Okay. You, those little receivers that they had, other than a Steve Largent, but they used to get the shit beat out of them in the patterns. Yeah. You can't even put a hand on them. Yeah. All right? So, of course, you, the offensive receiver is in such an advantage, okay, a, a, because, one, they know where they're going. Two, they're operating off of sound. Now, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but the defensive back is operating off of motion, Okay. So when they're anticipating a count, they're already a second jump on them. If a defensive back can't ride you or touch you, all right, or, or, or even come up and, and hit you off the line like they used to or even knock you off your fucking pattern, you're, you're pretty much – that's why you see these quarterbacks throwing for these absurd amount of yards, okay? Yeah. But that's not Brady's fault. He can't help when he played. Right, right. Okay. Um, and by that, the yeah. way, if I'm listing my top five, it, it, it is. It's not like Montana blows them out of the water. But you have Brady, too. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got Elway, three. I love Elway. I got, I, I'll, I'll take that all day. Now, now getting back to, to the difference between Montana, just as competitors. And, just and Eli, as, four. No. I'm joking. <laughs> no. But don't sleep on Eli Manning, though. The kid is a No, monster. of course not. You know, people I, – I would if I had a pick out of Eli and Peyton, I would take Eli. In a big game? Absolutely. Yeah. Eli – I mean, again, you, 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 you know how good your enemy is, if that makes sense. Like, as a Cowboy fan, I would watch Eli complete these ugly fucking passes all the time. The yeah. first time you would – but it was all the time. Yeah. He threw the worst-looking ball sometimes. Yeah, but it was right on the money. Yeah, yeah. All right, but getting back to, to let me let me let me make this quick point because I'm getting long winded, which is something that's a theme. Matt Castle threw for four thousand yards in that fucking offense when Brady went out. They didn't make the playoffs that year, but he threw for four thousand yards. Yeah, they were eleven. And in five. order to beat Brady, you have to get him out of the pocket. He can't throw. He's a pocket guy. It's very rare you're going to see him roll out on the run. Montana. And I'll just throw this at you. He'll beat you in the pocket, out of the pocket. The only way you beat Montana, I think is what LT said, is you got to hurt him. That's why they broke his fucking back. Yeah, and he's still, He's never thrown an interception in a championship game, ever. And he's won an NCAA uh, – uh, he won a high school national, uh, state championship. 
a national championship with Notre Dame, and a fucking four Super Bowls. And at the end of his career, he was the last quarterback since Mahomes. He took the Chiefs all the way to the AFC championship fucking game. On top of that, he answered his own questions. There isn't a, uh, we should have handed off to Marshawn Lynch to win the fucking Super Bowl. There wasn't, his field goal kicker had to hit two Super Bowl records in order to win the fucking Super Bowl. It is driving down the field under two minutes, right, to win the Super Bowl. He is the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, what's the one I'm like, dependable, like it, it, it yeah. no mistakes under pressure. That's why they called him Joe cool. Yeah. Maybe I should put this here. Maybe, maybe it looks um, a little bit more official. And, well, I think it, I think actually the sound will be better too. Um, and listen, let's not, let's not lie. He, he's Italian. That helps. Yes. You know, what's right? insane switching gears that Montana, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, um, Dan Marino, they're all from the same area in fucking Pennsylvania. That is weird. Yes. Yes. It's like, and the, I think uh, Hofstetler's from there too. Jeff Hofstetler? Yeah. Let me look that up real quick. Nice. I'm just throwing people out. I think fucking Elvis Gerback is from there. I'm not. <laughs> I... <laughs> Start Elvis Gerback is such a great fucking throw in name. Yeah, what's his name from over there? Steve Steve Berline. I think Steve Berline. <laughs> oh, God, I swear to God. I would have. Scott Mitchell, I think. He's from, he grew up over there. <laughs> you start saying people that aren't in the league. Yo, I think Bruce Smith's yeah. cousin lived had, had a deli over there. <laughs> no, uh, but, again, it's all out of respect that, that I, 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 love, I like Montana. No, but the- when you get to, like, the Rocky story – I mean, Tom Brady's probably the greatest story in NFL history to just – I mean, the guy is just not an athlete. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? No, he runs – dude, when that combine where he was running the 40, it looked like my uncle getting chased. It, it, was, it was a horror. It looked like my uncle getting chased. <laughs> I was watching that. I went in, made a sandwich, and came back in, and he just crossed the line. <laughs> he was at the 20. <laughs> Um, what are you watching? He's all, he was all bird chested and shit. What are you, uh, what have you been watching at night? You watching any shows passing time during this shit or what? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I haven't seen season three of, uh, of Ozarks. I've, I've watched, um, there's a good, you know, I watched, you might want to watch with your kids. Uh, it's, it's only two episodes. But it's Peter Pan. It's called Neverland. It's on Amazon Prime. It came out in like 2014. I stumbled upon it. But it's really cool, man. It's like two hour long episodes, but it explains how the fuck Peter Pan, the pirates, and everything got to Neverland. Like it takes place before Peter Pan gets to Neverland. It's, it's actually pretty good. Dude, I, I'll check that out. But it's so funny listening to you with the hat backwards and the chain. Going, you know what you should check out? This fucking no, for Peter real, man. kid, man. This kid, this Peter Pan kid got to Neverland. Nobody knows the real stories. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He I just thought it was stories. really, I just stumbled upon it. And of course I watched the tiger thing. Oh, what'd you think of the tiger? I think it's a little overrated. I think it was kind of shitty. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I watched it before the hype, right? Yeah, no, I did too. Yeah. 
And I was like, wow, this is really cool, man. These people are fucked up. And I think because people hyped it up, people that hadn't seen it are a little bit more disappointed. But if it's something that you stumbled upon, yeah. you, you were like, I was like, this is one of the funniest and greatest things I've ever seen. But, yeah. but then, people, then people, it's almost like if I'm taking you out and I'm like, you know what, dude, where do you try this hamburger? It's the best fucking hamburger you've ever had in your life. And it's good, but you bite into it. And you're like, yeah, it's good, but I don't know if yeah. it's the best. It's, but if I went the other way and said, you know what, this, this hamburger sucks, and you bite into it, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? This thing's amazing. Here's what I look what at with the, with the Tiger King. It, it was just like watching a, a train wreck you can't take your eyes. If you saw a guy run into the middle of the street, and you see him drop his pants, then he drops his drawers, and he gets in a squatting position, and you're like, is this guy going to take a shit in the middle of the street? You're going to kind of watch to see if he does, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to watch to see if this guy's really going to take a shit in the street. And that's exactly what Tiger King – I'll be honest with you. Some of it got me nauseous. Some of it got me nauseous, just like – just with toothless stuff. And, and it was – Yeah. You know what I mean? And like – they're just like shooting mannequins in the head. And he was just like, that's what you're going to get. It was just, it was really kind of fucked up. And then seeing the tigers, four tigers in a cage, the size of a fucking bedroom. And, and the like, chick never got her comeuppance, you know, she whacked that? her husband. The chick never got her fucking. Well, uh, they're looking into it now. They're looking into it now. But here's, here's the funny thing. I loved when he goes, yeah, man, these things never hurt me. And then you just see the tiger <laughs> take out his ankle and his head back. It's like an 800-pound cat. But what's with owning tigers and just clipping masses of amounts of ass? Like, this guy's got two husbands. The other guy's got, like, a harem of chicks. And he dresses them and shit. He pays them $100 a week. Oh. He bought them a home. They're like fucking uh, the, what Steve Young is. Uh, What's the religion where, where they clip everything? What, uh, oh, Mormons. <laughs> hey, really quick. Um, <laughs> right. These are the quarterbacks that are from this area. You ready? This yeah. is crazy. Johnny United. All from the same, they're all from the same fucking area. Joe Namath, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Jeff Hostetler, George Blanda. Okay. Then they have Johnny Lujak. Uh, Terry Hannery and I don't know the other and uh, Jeff uh, Tom Clements. You know what's crazy? Jim Kelly went to unfortunately lost, but he went to four he went to four Super Bowls. Okay, Jeff Hofstadter beat won a Super Bowl. Uh, Marino never got one, which is crazy. Um, right. And then Montana four United. How many Super Bowls from that town? How crazy is that? How many Super Bowl appearances from that town? Johnny United won one or no? Oh uh, yeah, of course. He won with Baltimore. Once? Yeah, he beat the Cowboys 16-13 in Super Bowl 5, I think. Oh wow, okay. Um but then of course he lost to, to he lost to Namath, right? It was United versus Namath in 69. But wasn't he like not playing that whole game? So yeah, there was something there, right? No, no, no. I think he was. Wasn't he who knows? Something there was you know something who the head coach was? You know who the head coach was? The head coach of who? The Colts at that time? Was it Don Shula? It absolutely was. Yeah. See, that's the thing where, where his record uh, – look, let, let's, let's go back to this argument. I would, I would take – if I'm building a team for a season, okay, if I'm taking a career, I'm going Brady because you, you already know the accomplishments. But let's just say we're on the playground and we're picking teams 
and we got to win. My first pick is Montana, okay, as my quarterback. If I, had, if I could pick anybody. But I would take Montana over Brady, but I would take Brady Belichick over Montana and Walsh. I agree with that. Um, I got one for you. I got one for you. We'll do this a little more, and then we'll get off of sports, but I got one for you. If you have one big game, one yeah. big one big game, Super Bowl, you got to win it. Who, who are you taking out of anybody in history ever? And I mean ever. You could say Elway. You could go back to Unitas. You could go Monte. Yeah, I you got, got you. You got one I game. I know whatever it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah I'm going to keep it. No, listen, listen. You could go You, you could. Go you, could. <laughs> you could get yeah. in a time machine, whoever you want. No, when I say anybody, I mean <laughs> – like no. I could, I could get like John the Baptist. We did that, you know, in, in college. We would do our all, our all Bible team, like our every position on a football team. You could fill it with any historical figure, uh, uh, superheroes, whatever you wanted, right? That's and, so and, but, funny. Yeah, but go, all right. So uh, I would if, take the Incredible Hulk and fullback. Yeah, that's what we did. Well, my my backfield, I had uh, I had Rocky Balboa as my fullback. And I guess one of my corners was Bruce Lee because he's quick and, you know, he's little. That's fucking great. I got one. You ready? Here's what yeah. I would do. Quarterback would be Superman because he's made of steel. So if you tried to sack him, you couldn't, okay? I'd have the Incredible Hulk as the fullback, and my tailback would be Flash. Who's fucking that? Who's fucking Okay. I had Flash as a receiver, all right? But – I had my quarterback was Jesus because he'd just be throwing Hail Marys every day to the flash. Hey, all right, really quick. So um, <laughs> what's the question? I could have any quarterback of all time in a big game to win a Super Bowl. One game. Bowl. One game that has to be won. Uh, it's Montana. And then if, I, if, if it wasn't Montana, I would take Roger Staubach. Um, I would take, you know – but it would have to be Montana. He played flawless. He's never thrown a fucking interception in a fucking Super Bowl. That's yeah. insane. That is insane. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I can't say Aaron Rodgers, although he's great. Um, I can't say Elway, even though he's great. Um, yeah, I would have to say, I would have to say it would have to be between Mont that's how you know they're the best. So I would say Montana or Brady, but I think, you know. Since Montana, I can't believe I'm saying this because I say Brady. I like Brady overall. Um, but I think since Montana is like what you said, high school, national championship in Notre Dame, four uh, Super Bowls without a pick and four Super Bowl wins, he's done nothing to show you that he's not going to win that game. He's done nothing to show you that he's going to lose that game. So I will agree with you there. I will say, listen, he's never disappointed in that moment. You know, now if he went to nine, would he have lost some? I think so. But but nobody's going to nine super. First of all, there, there's – and you know what? You can make this argument against the Niners as well, but both their conferences are fucking garbage, man. So, yeah. you know, when you're looking at the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles, especially in the modern era of football, and, and you know, we were beating the shit out of each other before we even got into the fucking – we have to fight to get a playoff berth. These guys got eight easy wins already. They're already winning their division in the beginning of the season. There's no yeah. – because the other teams are that bad. But when you're looking at um, 
like, I think football really starts to change in the early 2000s. You, like, the last great defense was really that Ravens defense. And you could even make an argument for the Giants that won the Super Bowl the first time. Because, you know, the best thing that ever happened was you guys, I think, were on your third-string cornerback. So your defensive plan was we got to bring the house every fucking play. That's why Brady got flustered, man. You, you, he's not good out of the pocket. I mean, he's, he's just not. Well, you know, one, the first – Although, wait, re- really quick. I would, I would compare his, his release to Marino's, though. I think Brady has one of the quickest releases of all time. He, he does. And, and, but I, the one thing that let me know, wow, we might have a shot to beat this undefeated team, was when I saw Brady get sacked twice in a row in the same series when Justin Tuck came up the middle. Yeah. And he got sacked twice in a row. When I saw Tom Brady get sacked twice in a row in, this, in a Super Bowl – and I'm going, wow, the Giants defensive line. And look at that, look at that defense. If you look at that defense now, with um, not only Minora was there, yeah, you had you had Strahan and Hosea Minora, but then you had Justin Tuck running up the middle. I mean, we were we were a solid. Did defense. you have JPP then or no? Or was it Tuck? No, JPP won the next one. The next one. So it was Justin Tuck, I'm thinking of. Yes. Justin Tuck 91. And he could have – I mean, people people argued he could have been MVP. I mean, he was all over. Hey, Paul, but you do know, if you didn't have your third-string cornerback in, they would not have been bringing the, the, the heat like that. They would have probably played it more conservative. The fact that you had to fucking bring the house every play. Yeah. Now, that's – and just for the record, that defense is not even a glimpse of what the 90s Eagles were, okay? They're not even a glimpse – of what the 90s Cowboys defense were. They're not even a glimpse of what the 90s Giants defense was. Right. Now, just think about, you're a quarterback in the NFC, and by the way, 89-90, 90-91, 91-92, 92-93, 93-94, 94-95, 94-96, 94-97, 94-98, 94-99, 94-99, 94-100, 94-101, 94-102, 94-103, 94-104, 94-105, 94-106, 94-107, 94-108, 
and he just literally went down and it looked like it looked like he got hit in the neck with a dart gun and he just went down. It was <laughs> all right, really quick. Let's play this game if you want. I know you're supposed to get off sports, but all right, here we go. We're both bored. And who fucking cares? Just watch this shit anyways. You're not doing anything. Here we go. All right. No debating, no arguments. Ugh. You just name them and we move the fuck on. Okay. okay. Yep. So I'm going to start with you. We, we start with the most important fucking, uh, we're going to go head coach. Okay. So if you could do a staff, we'll just do a head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. My head coach would be Bill Belichick. Okay. My defensive coordinator, believe it or not, would be <clears throat> Tom Landry. Okay. And my offensive coordinator would probably be Bill Walsh. Okay. Um, oh, man, this is tough. You know what I think I can do? I think uh, – what's another track point? Yeah. So Lombardi was a Giants coordinator, right? Yeah, you know who the defensive coordinator was? So Lombardi was the offensive coordinator for the Giants? No. Yeah, but you, you know who the defensive coordinator was? Who? Was Who? Tom Landry. Was it Landry and uh, for the Giants? Yeah. And then and and actually if you ever watched the the um the thing on uh on Vince Lombardi, he took Landry's defense and brought it to the Packers. That's why I got Landry as my defensive coordinator. And he created the flex with uh, Ernie Stodner. Here's what I got. You ready? I got Lombardi as the head coach. I got Belichick as the defensive coordinator. That's not bad at all, man. Because let me tell you, those Patriots defense. And the Giants twice. Giants yeah. twice. And then offensive coordinator, I'd go, I'd go West Coast. I'd go Walsh. That's a strong fucking – that's a strong – Could you imagine okay. Could you imagine Lombardi, Belichick, and Walsh jogging out on the side? You I know. know. Because Belichick, Belichick got his bones from being a – Belichick was a defensive coordinator for the LT. I know, and he was also the head coach. He also was the head coach of the Browns, man. And people forget that was that strike year, I think. But they they went to the playoffs with him. I mean, look, man, great. That's a great staff. Let's move on. All okay. Right. Yep. Quarterback, you're taking Brady. I'm taking Montana. Who are your three receivers? I'm assuming Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. No. All time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I I get three of them. You get three. Yeah. Oh, so then it, it's for me. It's a no-brainer. It's rice. It's moss. Okay. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's it's rice. It's moss. And then it. Oh uh, man, the next one, the third one's a tough one, because once you got those two monsters who are number one and two, then you just want a reliable animal. I mean, and then there's a bunch. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you who's a sleeper, man. You know who's amazing. I can't believe, you know what? Yeah, it's like we're talking so much sports. We'll shift gears. What else are you people doing? You're in a quarantine. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, man, I know that this is, this is a crazy because there's been a lot of great ones. You know who's, and I'm not saying I'm going to pick him, but this Julio Jones kid is special, man. But I can't, I'm not going to take him. He's a monster, though. He's a monster. Um, and underrated, not talked about, in my opinion, not talked about enough how good he is. Yeah, but. I I mean, in today's game, yeah, but I mean, to put him as your, I mean, well, listen, it doesn't matter because you could have situational, uh, you know, you could have situational things where like, like I would take Steve Largent and people, yeah. 
people are like, they don't even know about him, but that's why Jerry Rice wore 80, okay? And that's the, all the records Jerry Rice broke were Steve Largent's fucking records. Yeah. I mean, this guy was just a clutch, third down, get open. I mean, he was Edelman times 10. Yeah. And, of course, Jerry Rice. So to have Jerry Rice to Steve Largent, and then I'm not just being biased, but Michael Irvin was, yeah. I mean – he was the spark, man. Everybody talks about Aikman and Emmett, but I'm gonna go for McConkey. That's not a bad guy. <laughs> He's from Western Pennsylvania too, Phil McConkey. He's from the same area. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, Collinsworth. I'm gonna go. Bangers. Hey, people don't know that guy was fucking legit. Yeah. You see this dorky <clears throat> motherfucker on TV, but Chris Collinsworth was legit, bro. What do you think about Antonio Brown in his prime? I mean, again, you, you can have a uh, – fuck, I'm getting all the paperwork shit. You, um, any, any receiver, any player, like, all right, how do I say it? it? To me, it's a career. It's a body of work, right? Yeah. It's like it's, – because you can – like Icky Woods. Let's just take Icky Woods. Icky Woods for two seasons. If, if, if Icky Woods played two seasons and then got hurt, Everybody would say he's, he would have been the greatest running back of all time. I yeah. mean, those first two seasons were fucking unbelievable. Yeah. But he didn't get hurt. Right. And he fizzled out the next two. He was only in there four or five seasons, if I can remember. <clears throat> so, to me, I'm looking at a guy not in their prime because you could do that with a lot of fucking players. But, I mean, in his prime, yeah, but it's still not compared to what Michael Irvin was doing. Or a good example is Lynn Swan. Okay, when you're looking at that Steeler team in the 70s, Lynn Swan is the guy that came in out in the playoffs. But in the regular season, John Stallworth was the guy. Yeah. You know, so there's those arguments to be made. To me, it's all consistency if, if, if you're going to win. But, yeah, I think Antonio Brown in his prime. I mean, what season? Yeah. And here's the thing. Once I got – once you give me Moss and Rice, once I have those two on either side – the next guy can, like I said, the next guy is just up for debate because with Moss and Rice on both sides, what they're doing to the defense already, you know, you could throw me or you in there going to get fucking 37 yards. You know who else is, is, is underrated is Chris Carter. And by the way. Chris Carter's great. That's a great. If you look at Randy Moss's career, and again, man, I, I'm a fundamentalist. I played my whole life from Little League to high school to college. So I look at the game way differently. Moss is a really a one-dimensional player. And when you look at his rookie season, when he had put up all those stats, yep, yep. look who the other two receivers were, fucking Reed and Carter. Yeah. So what are you going to – you got you can't double team all three of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's the key to a successful receiver. On the other hand, like here, here's the analogy that I, I do between Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. And I'll just use the comedy store because that's my home club. But you're in the main room. It's 10.30. The place is sold out, right? Yeah. Randy, my, Randy Moss was a stand-up. He'd go up. You would see the best comedy you've ever seen in your life. But if it's 1 o'clock in the morning in the OR in front of 15 people, he may not even go up. All right. Jerry Rice will kill in front of that crowd and kill at 1 o'clock in the morning. Michael Irvin would kill in both rooms at any time, any place. You could put him anywhere. Yeah. Moss, mm, he's just a gifted, he's just a fast fucking gazelle, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I did that main room and you were right. It was fucking wild. I did it. Uh, yeah, I got on stage. It was an eight o'clock show. I got on stage close to nine o'clock, sold out, packed a lot of fun. Great room. Yeah. But the OR is my favorite. Yeah. What I didn't like though, was there were like, forget 15 people. There was literally like a legit, like a guy went up with like seven people and I saw him like lay on the table and just look up at the seat. <laughs> That's almost like. It was it Don? It was probably Don. Who? Don Barris. There's a, I don't know, black kid. Oh, uh, well, listen, that OR room is, is see that what makes the store so unique is we don't have an MC, right? So unless it's a book show, there's no MC when the, you have two types of shows. You have people that book out the main room that aren't all paid regulars at the comedy store. But when the, when you're a paid regular at the store and the comedy store books it, there's no MC. All we do is piggyback. So you have to follow everybody. Yeah. Right. The OR, there's no MC. So yeah. you, if you get up in the sweet spot or if you get up at the end, but at the end is where you really encourage to take risks and chances and, yes. and grow. You know, um, like if you go to the comedy store right under the cover booth, it says you don't have three minutes to be funny, just to be, to be yourself. And that OR man, it's like, it's, there's no room like it. And I've, and I performed all over the world, but there's no room like that room. It's got a negative, positive. It's, it's like the, um, I always do the analogy. Like, you know, I heard of Peter Luger's that they don't wash the pan. It's been that same fucking cast iron pan for like 50 years. So all that flavor is in the pan, yeah. you know, and people think it's gross, but most steakhouses don't, they don't want, you don't wash cast iron because once it heats up, all the bacteria is dead. Yeah, it's all yeah. just, that's what that OR is. It's 50, 60 years of fucking, um, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's 50 years of just marinating and stand up in that one room from Richard Pryor to Kinnison to Dice to Robin Williams. It's just that one room has never changed since 1972. Yeah, and it's amazing how you can feel that. I, I'll, I'll never forget, I don't know if I told you this story, but um, wow, this April will be a couple of years. When I got into the cellar, um, the first night I got into the cellar, um, my first regular paid spot as a paid regular at the cellar, I had to, I was about to go up and Chris Rock came in and they were like, oh, he's going to, at first, he's like, I'm not going to go <laughs> Your up. Your first spot, you got bumped. Isn't that, that how it goes? <laughs> my first spot, I got bumped by Chris Rock. And it was after his special came out, his, his latest one. And because, um, you know, I, I was working at the stand a lot. And uh, anyway, I go up and you could feel when you're on stage at the cellar, you can feel what the room is. And not in a bad, negative, or, or scared way, but in a, you know, it, it, in a way of like, wow, this is a fucking stage that for many, many years down here in the village has had some of the most talented and greats up here and you could feel it. And um, yeah, when I did the main room at the comedy store, because the last time I was in that main room at the comedy store was for the 40th anniversary. I was sitting in the back and I was watching it. I was watched rest his soul. I watched Gary Shandling go up. I watched, uh, you know, a bunch of people go on stage, Burr went up and all these people. And then now I went out there and I did it and it was packed out. What I felt was weird about the main room at the comedy store was 
how lit up it was even in the back. So when I'm on stage and I, I was actually talking to Tom Segura and he said that they could actually dim it for certain people where like, if you go up and you just tell the guy, Hey, listen, when I go up, I'd like it a little darker, but for the regular show, when I was up there, I could see, you know, that little, like that little rise in the back. Yeah. Um, you could see everybody. And I, that was one thing that I was like, wow, that was a little different and to the left and to the right. But I did think it was so cool that on a weeknight, and this is what I really thought was cool about the store. You know, what's funny is the first time I went into the store, I looked at Burr and I go, dude, I go, if I lived out here, I'd have to be in this room. And he goes, oh, I didn't know you'd say that. He goes, I thought, I didn't know if you'd like, cause I'm, I'm not a guy. I'm not a good, I'm not good with vibes that I don't feel comfortable with. I'm not good with, oh, this is like a club and a hangout and all these people know each other and you kind of got to be in that click and that's what this room is. I'm not good with that. But I really didn't really get that from the store. I got more from the store. Nah, I man. just, I just got that's, that. Yeah. That I, was more of like an era. Like I think the store was kind of like that in the eighties and early nineties. I know the cellar used to be that way where there was like that table, everybody went, I don't give a fuck either about any of that bullshit. Man. No, I'm not good with that. Like I'm not good with like. Yeah. Cause I'm a fucking dude. I don't, I don't need, I always said, man, you know, it was funny. My, my, there was a time in when, when I was playing ball one time and, and, uh, I, I hit a dude, I, I, the, the kid I wasn't supposed to hit. He was like our, our top running back. And, uh, but he was in the fucking scrimmage, so, you know what I mean? But I remember the coach t saying something to me, and I told him, I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to play ball, man. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. It's like, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to be a dick, but I ain't going to go out of my way to try and fucking ride dick either. You know what I mean? I, I'm just right. – just yeah. there, man. I mean, we're, that's why we hit it off, man. I, it's yeah. corny to me. Like, you know what pisses me off the most, dude? I think, it, I mean, look, let, let's be honest. In our business, a lot of these dudes are fucking suspect, man. You know? Yeah. And they talk out of both sides of the mouth. And a lot of them are fucking bitch made with the, like, I, I'm looking at the Instagram and uh, I'm seeing, I'm not, I'm, I will never 